Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, founder and fitness coach of Thrivology in Alexandria, Kentucky. Today we're going to continue our conversation on problem solving. Last time we talked about the five ways we stifle our problem solving. One being problem focus versus solution focus, where we focus too much on the problem and not enough on looking for solutions to the problem. Another one was confusing emotions for reality, where we think that our emotions are the way that they are and is the way that it is. And therefore, because we attach our emotions so hard to a given problem or situation, we tend to move away from that problem or situation. Number three, the third way we stifle our problem solving is by confusing our beliefs with facts by not taking the time to understand that our beliefs are just our current beliefs and that we're allowed to challenge them and we're allowed to change them if there's enough evidence to suggest that we should. Number four, the fourth way we stifle our problem solving is by playing finite games with infinite rules. You can go back to the last episode to hear the full explanation of that. But nonetheless, essentially, we believe that the infinite games that we're playing or the games that are going on forever should come to an end. And because of that, we have a hard time overcoming problems when we're confronted with them. And then last but not least, identity protection stands in our way because we don't like feeling incompetent about things. And so when we are confronted with a problem or a situation that makes us feel dumb or stupid, then we move away from it to get back into comfort or as I forget his stinking name, it's a very obvious, but as soon as I say this, it's probably going to pop into my head. Hopefully that's not important. You get at every moment, you either choose to move forward into, um, forward into progress or back into safety. And in those moments where we feel incompetent or dumb or stupid or whatever, you either get to move forward into progress or back into safety. So overcoming that is very important. Okay, those are five ways that we stifle our problem solving. Today, we're going to look at the four steps to better solving problems or solving problems better. It's a better way to put that. Four steps to better problem solving. So, um, of course, these are very basic steps, the things that we're going to go over today. Four basic steps. Problem solving is very simple. It's very simple. Every problem that you come up with is solved in about three or four basic steps. And yet, every problem is its own problem, and it takes time to figure out, and you have to think through things, and every problem has its nuances. So while problem solving is very simple, it's not always easy. Once you have overcome the things that are stifling you and stopping you, which Nine times out of 10, this is very important to understand, nine times out of 10, you, you do well to let go of the brakes before you, before you put your foot on the gas. In other words, while here's, we're going to go over four steps to better problem solving, if you still are focusing too much on the problem, putting your emotions and attaching your emotions to the problem, attaching your beliefs to the problem, attaching finite rules to the problem, and then feeling incompetent and dumb and moving away from them, it's not going to matter. The four steps don't mean anything because you're still getting in your own way. Um, as the analogy goes, if you own a Ferrari, a Ferrari, and 
you're trying to race somebody and you got your foot on the brake and you're mashing down on the gas, you're not going to go anywhere because your foot's on the brake. So you need to let your foot off the brake and nine times out of 10, that's going to get you more progress than putting your foot on the gas. That analogy put here is until you start to overcome these things that are stifling your problem solving, you can have the perfect system, but it's not going to mean anything. So that's a caveat to what we're going to talk about. But I do think it's also important to have some sort of system in place for overcoming obstacles. Um, I guess we're not talking directly about overcoming obstacles for problem solving so that we can move forward and make that transition a little simpler. Okay, so four steps. Step number one, which is a hard one for many people, uh, understand and accept your current reality. Understand and accept your current reality. So the Stoic philosopher Seneca said, how does it help to make problems heavier by bemoaning them? Sorry, I'm reading from afar. Um, how does it help by making problems heavier by bemoaning them? What does Seneca mean by that? So we run into a problem and we feel bad about it and oh no man no, i got this problem and then we think about it and then it makes us angry and then it oh man this is such a headache and i can't believe i got to deal with this and oh my gosh it's going to be a pain to overcome and blah 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 and in doing so we are literally making the problem heavier on us we are feeling the burden of the problem more by as seneca puts it bemoaning it or ascending to our emotions or letting our emotions take a sense to us or whatever you want to, you want to put it. Um, instead, understand what's happening and then accept what's happening. Understand that here's the problem. Here's what I'm, here's what's in front of me and then accept that here's the problem and here's what's in front of me. Skip, learn to skip the, the bemoaning of it because when you attach something to the end of the problem, here's the problem. When you attach more to the end of that, that problem is just going to weigh heavier and heavier and heavier on you. And the heavier it weighs, the more challenging it is to overcome. Even though it probably could have potentially been a very simple fix in the first place. So that's step number one, which is a very important step, which, which is easily overlooked. Very easily overlooked. Don't make the problem heavier by grieving, feeling bad for yourself, whatever, digging into your emotions, whatever it is, recognize it. Here's the problem. Accept it. Move to step two. Hey guys, I want to take a second to tell you about our online lifestyle development program, Good Wolf Academy. If you're looking to level up your health and fitness in any way, Good Wolf Academy is where it's at. We all need help in our nutrition, and one of the big aspects of Good Wolf Academy are our monthly nutrition lessons. These are 15 to 20 minute lessons done by our nutrition coach, Trevis. She goes over some topics to help clarify some things so you don't feel as confused about what's going on in nutrition world. Also, you get a weekly movement lesson from Coach Sharon where she's teaching you the importance of movement and some basic ways to improve your movement throughout the day so that you can get yourself feeling better. This is also supported by 
a movement practice Monday through Fridays. Those movement practices are there to nudge you to get up off the couch and get yourself moving because sedentary living is killing us and we need to move more. You also get two optimized recipes to help enhance your diet, enhance your nutrition, make those healthy things taste more tasteful because we all feel like healthy needs to be bland. That's not true. Healthy things can be very tasteful and these optimized recipes are there to help you. Also, we have mastery programs that are included. They are included in your Goodwolf Academy membership. This is not to be understated because these mastery programs can range anywhere from $100 to over $250 as a standalone program, but they are included as long as you are a member of Goodwolf Academy. Finally, do not overlook the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And the Good Wolf community is there to support you in the Good Wolf feed. Whenever you have any issues or you feel like you need to create a bond, put yourself, put a post out into the Good Wolf feed and you'll get a lot of good feedback. Also, the coaches are there to ask or answer any of the questions that you have whenever you need any clarification. So don't wait any longer. You can try Good Wolf Academy absolutely free for two weeks, for two weeks. If you go to thriveology.us slash goodwolfacademy, you can get started absolutely free, two weeks, and it is only $35 a month after that. Go get started today, and I look forward to seeing you in the academy. Step two, once you've understood and accepted your current reality, step two is get to the root cause, get to the root cause of the problem. So uh, this is another big one because a lot of us are confronted with something and and we think that that's the one thing that we need to change. So we change that one thing when in reality, that's just a symptom of the problem. So here's a good analogy that kind of helps us understand that. Uh, there's a guy that was standing by a river and all of a sudden he sees a body, sees a person floating down the river. And he's like, oh my gosh, a person. I need to jump in and save him. So he jumps in, saves the person, pulls him out, drags him ashore. Guys, person's safe. It's great. The guy stays there a little longer. Five minutes later, another body comes floating down. Oh my gosh, a person. Jumps in, grabs the person, and saves him. Five minutes later, same thing. Five minutes later, so on and so forth. So what the guy didn't do was take five seconds to walk down the beach. If he would have walked down the beach, what he would have saw was someone taking people and throwing them into the river. The symptom of the problem was people floating down the river. And so he sat there and he pulled them all out. He's pulling them out one by one and he could have been there forever. However long that other guy wanted to sit there and throw people in. I don't know why this guy likes throwing people in the river, but for some reason, that's what he's doing. So he, the, the saver, he's sitting there saving people, but he's wasting so much energy because he could have just walked up the road and he could have just taken care of the guy that's throwing people in the river. That's the problem. That's the root cause of the problem. Everything else is just the symptom of the problem. Okay, how does this relate to real life? So let's go to uh, weight loss, for instance. Weight loss is something that a lot of people pursue, so that's a good example to have. If we look at weight, well, let's look at it from a weight gain perspective because that's an interesting, different take. Um, so suddenly you start putting on weight, and you're putting on, you know, you're weighing yourself and you're putting on weight and you're like, man, every time I step on this scale, I just keep getting, I 
the scale keeps getting bit, the number keeps getting bigger and bigger. I don't know what to do about this. Well, I'm gonna just take the scale and I'm just gonna throw it away. Well, you could do that, and certainly you're gonna stop being confronted with the number that's in front of you that's you know going up and up and up. But the symptom is the number increasing. That's the symptom. That's not the cause of the problem. It's not, it's not the scale that's causing your weight to go up. It's just the symptom. You step on the scale, the scale tells you that your weight is increasing. That's not the cause. The cause is you're not moving enough. You're eating too many Franken foods. You're overeating foods. You're too stressed. You're whatever. You're not getting enough good sleep. That's that. Those are the root. That's the root cause. It's not the scale's fault, even though the scale is what's telling you your weight's going up. Does that make sense? There are symptoms and then there are causes. You have to find the cause in order to actually fix the problem. You can't just take the symptom and put a Band-Aid on the symptom. So very important concept to get, okay? Get to the root cause of the problem. So that's number two. Number one, understand and accept your current reality. Number two, get to the root cause of the problem. Number three, once you've gotten to the root cause of the problem, then you need to develop a plan of action to move past the problem. Plan of action before you start to just like frantically do something. Developing a plan. Because what you need to do is maybe consider a few options. And then decide which options you need to do. So here's a three-step, simple three-step process to developing the plan. Step number one, come up with three options. Okay? At least, not at least, just three. Let's just go with three. One option feels like, well, this is just the thing I have to do. And if this doesn't work, then I'm a failure. Two options feels like you're stuck because, well, I don't really like this one, so I guess I got to do this other one. And then again, if I don't achieve in this other one, then I'm a failure. Three options at least gives you a well-rounded understanding that I have more options. You don't want to go more than three because if you just start doing what most people do, search and search and search and search and find four, more and more options, suddenly you got 20 options and then you're too confused anyway. So just three options. Come up with three options. Three options helps you understand you have options. Okay, now you have three look at them and go, okay, which option am I, do I feel most excited about pursuing and am I most likely to stick to? Whatever that option is, choose it. Okay. Three steps, pick three options. Did I go over three steps? <laughs> oh, there's step number three right in front of me. Do it. <laughs> Sorry. That seemed obvious. Um, uh, so, Make three options or come up with three options. Choose one, then do it. Put it into action. Okay? It's almost that simple. But it's it's important to start with the right number of options. I'm not saying that's the perfect number. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm not, there's plenty of people who would say, hey, choose one option, go with it. And that's that'll work out well. It'll work out fine sometimes, probably most of the time. But a lot of people, when they feel like they only have one option and that's the only option, if that option doesn't work out, then they feel like they're a failure, and then they just stop. Two options, again, just feels like you're stuck because if you don't like one of them, then you feel like you're stuck with the other one. So that's why three options is good. Get three, choose one, do it. 
the important thing here is to not do the same thing. Don't do the same thing. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So don't go back to doing the exact same thing. If you're trying to get in shape and you've been going to Globo Gym for three months and every time you go, you, you get on the treadmill for 10 minutes and then you go and do a couple of machines at the circuit and then go back and get on the elliptical for 20 minutes and all of a sudden you stop making progress, don't go back and do those same things. Like you got to change it. You got to do something different because your body's adapted. It's adjusted. You're not going to make any more progress. So whatever you do, don't do the same thing. Okay, I'm beating this horse to death again. That's step three, develop a plan of action. Finally, step four, let's quickly review the first two steps. Step number one, understand and accept your current reality. Step number two, get to the root cause of the problem. Step number three, develop a plan of action. Step number four, step number four is execute until the problem is solved. Execute until the problem is solved. This is very important. The definition of persist, I put it down here because I thought it was perfect way to kind of end this and pull it all together. Persist, to, hurl, to hold firmly and steadfastly to a purpose, state, or undertaking despite obstacles, warnings, or setbacks. You must persist until you overcome the problem. That's the point. What you're trying to do is achieve a thing. When you are confronted with a problem, it is just keeping you from doing the thing. If you stop, you're not going to achieve the thing that you're doing or that you're trying to achieve. It's that simple. So you, once you've developed your plan of action, you've chosen the thing you're going to do, you started to do it, you must persist until you have overcome the problem. Sometimes that means starting back over again and doing it all again. Because probably, most likely, especially with infinite games, you're going to be confronted with another problem. It's just going to happen. Nonetheless, execute until the problem is solved. Not until you're bored, not until you, well, boredom, honestly, that's a problem in and of itself. So that just means you need to overcome that one. But it's not until, you know, your ego tells you, well, I guess we're never going to get there, so we might as well quit. You just got to keep going. You just got to persist. You got to keep going. There uh, I listened to a podcast yesterday, and this guy, Alex Formosi, said this line, like, this is, this is what hard feels like. Hard feels like having to overcome problems. And to be totally blunt and honest right now, which I don't think that I'm not in this context a lot anyway, but um, usually anyway, hopefully. But um, our lives are so freaking comfortable Whenever we're confronted with a problem, we feel outraged because what problems do we have? Like, what problems do we have? The fact that the fact that on Twitter right now, I'm certain, on Twitter right now, someone is debating about the keto diet versus fasting. The fact that that is happening goes to show how privileged we are. But that's awareness. Like you got to be aware that like we got we got what we need. 
we got what we need, which is part of the problem. Like we're so comfortable. So when we're, when we're confronted with a problem, we feel outraged about it. Why is this happening to me? It's fine. It's fine. You accept it for what it is, accept your current reality, then what? Then what are you going to do? That is when you start to really make progress. Okay. That's all I have for you today. I'll do a quick review of the four steps, and then we'll wrap it up. Step number one, understand and accept your current reality. It is what it is. Here's what it is. Accept it. Don't be moaned. Number two, get to the root cause of the problem. Understand symptoms versus problems. A symptom is not going to fix anything. It's just going to put a Band-Aid most of the time. Get to the root cause. Step number three, develop a plan of action. Come up with three choices. Choose one, then do it. Step number four, execute until problem is solved. Done. Very good. Make sure that you hit subscribe. Make sure that you share with your friends so that they can get the good news too. And until next time, my friends, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.